Can't give CPR from the left. Everyone knows CPR on the right. That's the R in CPR. Two bitches, yeah, two bitches, two bitches just watching TV. <laughs> Bitch. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Bitch Watch. Yes, welcome. <laughs> I was looking at a button on my shirt, not watching the time go by. Yeah. You said hi. I went, oh shit, 30 seconds already. No, okay. No, I stole your hello. Yeah, okay. Yeah, you <laughs> completely caught me off guard. I was like, what the hell is going on? Hello. Um, welcome to Bitch Watch. Isn't that fun? Yes, it is. It's me, Sly. And Witsy. We're coming to you live from the hot, hot summer. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah, I've got my AC cranked on, so if you hear anything, get fucked. I turned my fans off, so let's wrap this thing up. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hot up there. You're in, like, a attic, so yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I have a new tattoo, which I've shown you, which yes. I'm really proud of. And I wanted to give a shout-out to my girl, Tia or Eli over at Infinium Studios in Springfield Mo. Tia's great. Should totally go get some work done by her. I got a broken sword with some little flatters around it, little flowers. And I think it's really cute. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think it's dainty, but also like some bad bitch vibes. And I think it pairs with your floral pieces around your Game Boy as well. Yes, which is what I had asked, so. Love it. I'm going to have to actually start wearing like sleeveless shirts now so I can show it off. Yeah, that's about all that's new is going on with me. My sister turned 18 this week and got her first tattoo and I hadn't been itching for a tattoo for some time now. I mean, I was for a little bit and then COVID happened. Actually, yeah. funnily enough, I had talked about wanting a tattoo way before COVID. I was like, you know, after I get married, I want mm-hmm. another tattoo. I want to start thinking about it. And then COVID hit. It just everything shut. Mm-hmm. I, obviously, everything shut down. That little like piece of me had gone away for a little bit, but now that my sister's got a tattoo, I'm like, <sighs> she got a big one too. Yeah, she got a huge for her first piece. one. She went for it. Yeah, but this is also the same sister that when she played soccer as a kid, she got her finger bent all the way back and then asked to go back into the game. So <laughs> I wasn't worried about her. <laughs> go big or go home. Yeah, 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 yeah. I wasn't. I wasn't too worried about her. Should do it. Hit up Tia. Yeah, I gotta decide what I want. I might do that character that we talked about for a while. You should. I think it'd be really cute. think it would. I gotta put aside some money for it. Uh, but I know we have some icebreakers from some peeps. So yeah. do you want to get on those? Okay, so I asked in our... Damn, this chair. Actually, I think money's gonna go towards the chair before it goes to a tattoo. <laughs> but that's just for some freaking peace of mind. I'm sure that sounded like I just like ripped ass. <laughs> and it was this chair. I was so angry. <laughs> Frank, keep that in. Yeah, yeah. See, it's the fucking chair. I'm no Cindy. Um. <laughs> Jesus, fucking Cindy. Anyways, uh, I have a list of questions, one through fifty, and I sent it into our friend group on Twitter, and I was like, "Hey, guys, pick some numbers. We're going to answer some, and you'll get a shout out at the top of the episode." And I'm true to my word. So our friends over at Witchery Podcast uh, submitted numbers 9, 22, and 42. And then our friend Jerry over at Totally Red Christmas. Uh, We love Jerry. Yes. Submitted 2, 6, and 9. And since the the 9 overlapped, we're going to do those. Uh So uh, I'm just going to do them in order so I don't lose them. Okay. 
So question number two, the last song you heard. Deja Vu by Olivia Rodrigo. <sighs> the last song I heard, I'm trying to think, like full song start to finish. I was listening to Ed Sheeran's new song, Bad Habits, while I was in my shower this mm. morning on repeat. Mm. But the last like, okay. just a clip it of a song was going to be probably Lose My Mind, which is that new Anthony Ramos single yes so yeah i mean i guess if you say clip then yeah same because you made me watch that but i keep sending you stuff about him and i'm like oh yes the freckles and his face won't even be in the <laughs> yeah just his back muscles rippling oh we love his freckles yeah mm-hmm. next uh, question number six dreams and ambitions to be a famous podcaster, of course. Ooh, ooh. Yeah, I was looking for... Sorry if anyone works with me. Did you say fucking ooh, ooh? Yeah, I did. Proud of you. <laughs> Sorry for anyone I work with, but I was looking on Indeed just to see what was out there for <laughs> remote and like at-home work, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's one in the next town over for essentially a period cup company, like out of that town. What the fuck? Yeah, but it's like a Christian like run company. Like all of the owners are like Christian, but they're looking for a social media manager. And I was uh-huh. like, oh man, that sounds really interesting. But current dream is to do something else besides what I'm doing that's sucking my spirit away. So if that means being a full-time podcaster, then great. Yeah, I mean, at this point, why not? Yeah, I really want to do something more creative. Yeah. Yeah, I, I guess mine would be podcaster. Just, I don't know, making an impact somehow. Number nine, an ideal date. Kind of discussed this for just, this is the only question that we looked at ahead of time. I was joking with you that my ideal date involves walking uh, hand in hand with Harry Styles as we walk past a river, specifically the Red River, I think is the one that goes through Natchitoches. Ugh, that'd be great. Okay. All right. If we're going to be on that thing. Yeah, do a celebrity. Like, you don't have to do your current partner. Okay. uh, MGK and me doing bad shit. Moving on. With his fingernails painted and preferably his tongue painted black. His tongue painted? Yeah, he did that for a award show. He painted his tongue black. Why? Because it's hot. I don't know. You lost me, fam. Uh, Number 22. (laughs) (laughs) Most useless talent you have. I can shit myself on command. (laughs) That's a dangerous thing to tell me. Uh, I think... I don't know. I'm trying to think of a useless, like a talent that I have. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a genuine. You're trying to think of a talent. Well, I'm trying to like think of any talents I have, and then I was gonna rank them on how useful they were. (laughs) Well, I have this thing where I'm like a really good judge of character, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I let people who I think are wiser than me tell me otherwise. But in the end, I always found out that I'm right. Oh, my stupid memory. Sorry, I was listening. Yes, my stupid fucking memories. I mean, it's yeah. useful, but it's so dumb. I hate how it works. Yeah. Normally, if I tell you I got bad vibes off of someone, I've gotten better about not listening to anyone else and just being like, no, this this person's giving me bad vibes. I'm picking up really sketch vibes. Oh. Poop a lot and I know things. That's all That's all I do. <laughs> and I remember it all. <laughs> yes. And the last question, number 42. One thing you will never do again. One thing I will never do again. Get blackout drunk to the point that I... Well, I can stop there to where I'm still drunk the next morning. Ooh, that's a good one. I don't think I've ever done that. I've only done it once and it was miserable. Yeah, I don't think I've done that. Uh, Something I will never do again that I could actually say on air. (laughs) You could be vague about it. The summer of 2016. All right, next. (laughs) 
next <laughs> time. Oh, it's it's time to actually talk about the episode. Okay. Oops. Oh no. Oopsies. <laughs> Uh, this week we watched episodes one through five of Harper's Island, which was my suggestion for summer shorts. Uh-huh. One of mine. <laughs> I don't think Witsy's a fan. It's just, I mean, I get why we are watching this show is for the podcast and to get good yeah. reactions. I even texted you this yesterday, but for the listener, you know, there were things for Backstrom and we loved Backstrom so much, uh-huh. but we didn't have very many quotes or reactions. Yes. And I text you that for this stint of Harper's Island that we have like 12 or 13 quotes for five episodes. Yes. So there are some where we're just joke after joke after, after joke. Other. Yeah. But would I have watched this show on my own volition or? <laughs> no, absolutely not. See, I love it for its campiness. No. It's, I feel like it's enough self-aware that it's okay because it will fake you out. Because, I mean, I've seen you belly laugh more times watching this than I think we have all summer. Because it's but... so fucking stupid. It's just... I know! <laughs> uh, it got a better rating on Rotten Tomatoes than I expected. Like, I think it got, like, a decent rating. Oh, which so I it got above shocked. a negative two? Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> It'll fake you out as to lead you to what you think is going to happen, but then all of a sudden take a sharp right turn and just throw you out of your seat. Like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, I mean, I'll give you that, but... And it gets better, I think, as we go on. Especially the ending. The ending was very memorable for me. Yeah. So, basically, we're going to run down what happened through the episodes. And then we will let you know who died. So, basically, Harper's Island is about a wedding party going to the main characters, which is Henry, who was a boat hand. He helped take care of boats and stuff for the rich people on this island. His wedding, getting married to Trish who is a heiress to the Wellington fortune. She is very, very rich, and she always has been. And then Henry's best friend growing up, Abby, who's always lived on the island. Her father's the sheriff there. Uh, she That's just her hometown, basically. Trish and Henry are getting married, and they bring out all their friends and family and loved ones out to this island with them. But what no one seems to take issue with is that a few years ago, seven years ago, a bunch of murders happened on the island, including Abby's mom and then another girl who we'll meet later. Her name is Kelly. Her mom was also murdered out of these, like, I think six or eight people that were hung from a tree by John Wakefield who supposedly her father shot and killed Abby's father. So Abby just gets this weird feeling that things aren't over yet. It's basically Agatha Christie's one by one. I'll play off of that, but make it spooky island horror, but not horror, campy summer things. Yeah, it's uh, I feel like a wannabe. It's not scary at all. Like I'm watching it just fine and I'm a big baby. You did have to look away once with the eyeball and the needle. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> But no, I don't think it was intended to be scary because it did air on, like, CBS. Yeah. Episode one, WAP, which, no, not W-A-P, as in wet-ass pussy. No, 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 friends. We're talking WAP, as in get conked over the head with an H. So, yeah, as we just mentioned, characters are gathering on the ferry to Harper's Island, which is off... What was it, Seattle? Yes, I think so. Yeah, because the last show was Portland, so this one was Seattle. Yeah, and we were we're keeping it local, baby. (laughs) 
So on the ferry to Harper's Island for the wedding of Henry and Trish. At the beginning, they're kind of noticing as people are piling onto this ferry that Trish's cousin Ben is missing. Cousin Ben, cousin Ben, cousin Ben. They keep mentioning cousin Ben. Cousin Ben. But where is cousin Ben? Cousin Ben. But cousin Ben's not here yet. Cousin Ben. (laughs) They harped on it for so long. I'm like, come on, guys. Harper's Island. (gasps) Yeah. I'm done. Go on. (laughs) But they decide to go off without him anyway. Unbeknownst to those on board, Ben has actually been tied to the drive shaft of the boat and goes headfirst into the propeller when the engine starts. Mm-hmm. Cute. It's way to start this show. On the voyage to the island, Henry and his lifelong best friend, Abby Mills, discuss her concerns about the trip. Right off the top, I'm going to say, because I said this several times as we watched this, Henry has more chemistry with Abby, his best friend, than he does Trish, who he's about to get married to in a few days. I think that's the point. I never feel like, oh yeah, these two were about to get married when he and Trish- Even when she's naked in their hotel room and he like takes her out like a linebacker. He's just a, I shouldn't say he's just a man, but no. (laughs) He's just a man. I mean, he sees a naked woman and just body slams her into a bed. Yeah, I don't, I just don't feel, I don't feel those two. I just don't. Okay. So yeah, as you also mentioned, her mother was one of the victims of John Wakefield, who was murdered seven years earlier. Also among the wedding guests is Henry's Uncle Marty, who is secretly traveling with $250,000 and a gun. Mm-hmm. And he's out there trying to like sleep with all the young girls and all the young dudes, all of Henry's bros, like Sully and Booth and whoever else. They're all like, bro, Uncle Marty's got so much game, bro. Mm-hmm. Like he's such a player i hope i'm like him when we're older <laughs> then one of the other one chimes in like what single and desperate <laughs> pretty much <laughs> which is pretty good so the party then arrives at the candlewick inn which great name for an inn i would just like to say mm-hmm. and abby reacquaints herself with her old surroundings she is getting used to the island she sees her ex-boyfriend jimmy who is a hottie glamati with a swimmer's body mm-hmm yeah, just her old flame is there, and he's looking fine as hell. She meets Shane again, who's an asshole. It's Kelly's boyfriend. He's just, like, local redneck. Like, you know he has multiple Trump 2024 signs. He's got rebel flags. He's got, I don't know, <laughs> World War Two memorabilia, quote-unquote. You know he's that guy, just to put a precedent here. And he's a douchebag, moving on. I think he's her ex-boyfriend. Yes. Sorry, Kelly's on-again, off-again boyfriend. I'll put it that way. Abby is walking back to the inn because she just wants to, you know, gather her thoughts, breathe deeply, calm down, and she ends up actually walking past the tree where her mother was murdered and hung up where she found her originally, I do believe. And she has kind of PTSD flashbacks and then I snapped out of it and then goes on along to the Candlewick. At the Candlewick, all the boys, they're all about it this whole time, saying how Abby should be Henry's best man, not Sully. Abby is just one of the dudes and one of the bros, man. She's that girl. She's like the cool girl. That even just shows, though, even the guys are like, these two are really close, which is the point I've been making this whole time. Exactly. We also find out that Hunter Jennings, Trish's ex-boyfriend, arrives in secret on the island per Mr. Wellington, Trish's father, Thomas Wellington's request, intending to break up Trisha's marriage before it happens to Henry because Henry's poor and there's nothing that rich people hate more than poor people. 
Yeah. He's trying to bait her. It's a whole thing. He shows up on his little speedboat. He's a fuckhead. They keep making like this guy is the hottest thing since sliced bread. He's the ugliest on the show and that's including sideburns. (laughs) Holy shit. You'd fuck sideburns before you fuck this dude. Yeah. If you described a Ken doll and made someone else draw it with their non-dominant hand. (laughs) That's harsh. (laughs) What if he listens to this? That's awful. Come at me, bro. Oh my God. That'll make me famous. Tweet at us at bitchwatchpod. Or my personal EC underscore Witsy. I ain't scared. And this guy who probably only has one credit to his whole fucking name. Okay. Damn. Hunter's there. Uncle Marty confronts Mr. Wellington about these plans because he sees Hunter and Tom talking. I'm just going to say Mr. Wellington. Mr. Wellington talking. And he confronts him on this and his treatment of Henry, how he treats him as a second class citizen or just very like some skis ball trying to fuck his daughter. Yeah, it's really him. messed up. So while out for a walk later, Marty ends up falling through a footbridge and is sawed in half, which I don't know if he was sawed, ripped. I need like more, I need more context what happened. Did, did he get yoinked in half? Did he get cut in half? Yeah, I don't know. But his intestines are dangling there by an unseen and unknown assailant. And once the evening winds down back at the Candlewick, Abby returns to her room to find a newspaper article taped to her bathroom mirror about her mother's murder at the hands of John Wakefield. So someone's already fucking with her. So yes, notable deaths in this episode. Ben and Marty. So the cast is already getting smaller. Yep. And also, I would just like to point out that Marty Dunn, uh, Henry's uncle, is also Logan Eccles' dad from Veronica Mars. Aaron, isn't it? Aaron Eccles? Aaron Eccles. Yeah, that sounds right. So yeah, fun fact. Listener, also Frank, there are some quotes in this episode and I think we're just going to drop them in at the end at each one. Kind of like a little highlight because trying to fit them in and give you guys actual proper context is going to be crazy as we're retelling the events of these episodes. So at the beginning, as Abby's in a cab on the way to the ferry and the driver, I think, recognizes her or makes some comment. He says that you're the girl whose mom was murdered. Yeah. How he says that things are normal now and this, this, and this. But we were very quick to point out as he he says that things are normal and that what happened to her mother and all the others seven years ago is really strange. Not like the life that he knows there. We are very quick to point out this man has only got one eye. There's a quote about that. Says the person missing an eye. (laughs) No, right? I could have never imagined bad things happened here. Because <laughs> you can't see it. You could you say, say you couldn't see it coming. Fuck you. <laughs> I was going to say the exact same thing. Within this episode and the next few, actually, we don't know how that has played out yet. One of Henry's friends, Cal, you see him at several points trying to propose to his girlfriend. Chloe, yes. Who was one of Trisha's friends. Insert blonde lady's name here, sure. Blonde lady, small titties. Guess which one that is, I don't know. And we see him looking <laughs> at the engagement ring and asking himself if it's big. From the other room. No! <laughs> Average. Mediocre, but enthusiastic. <laughs> not the worst, but also not the best. Eh. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Frank. Episode two, Crackle. While out for a run, Abby is startled by her ex-boyfriend, Jimmy, and another local, Shane, who are both out hunting deer. Trish meets with Hunter again and reaffirms her intention of marrying Henry. Meanwhile, the Reverend Fane is caught in a rope trap, decapitated in the woods by an unknown assassin. So I really liked the hunting scene and how it's set up for how messed up Shane is. Mm -hmm. But also the fact that Abby's not the only one being messed with on the island because when Jimmy and Shane get back from antagonizing Abby with the whole, because she sees a deer and then they try to shoot the 
deer. She's all like, no, and the deer runs off. That deer ends up being murdered and slapped on their hood with like blood written on their windshield. It's not just Abby. Everyone's getting theirs. I don't know why the Reverend had to die. That's so I also forgot homeboy. about that till I just read it. Yeah, homeboy. That doesn't come into play until episode five, so I completely forgot all about it. <laughs> Yeah, homie lost his hearing aid mm-hmm. and he didn't even, he didn't hear it coming, man. He had no chance. No. Then we have a festive scavenger hunt that begins at the Candlewick and Abby catches up with Kelly at the local bar with her other friend. Uh, I don't remember her name, but she is the bartender. She's really cute. She's got a cute little nose ring. She says that Shane's a piece of shit. So I'm behind her 110%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Abby doesn't even recognize Kelly at first because she's very alternative looking. She has a lot of tattoos now, a lot of piercings, dyed her hair black. She's very gothic looking, but kind of, I hate to say white trash gothic, but like, you know what I'm saying? That's very accurate though. (laughs) White trash goth is Mm -hmm. what she looks like. And Abby almost doesn't recognize her, but then the bartender goes ahead and explains, hey, like that's Kelly. And so then Abby has a dialogue with her. She wants to talk to Abby about LA because Abby's living in LA now. She's always wanted to go there. And yeah, then she kind of goes away anxiously after hinting that John Wakefield may be alive. It was really odd. Yeah. So then Trish confides in Lucy, her friend from college, that Hunter is on the island and that she doesn't know what to do, which I say, girl, you're getting married. Tell him to go take a long walk off that short pier. I don't know what the problem is here. Mm. Henry is way cuter than Hunter, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, no question. There's no question there. So I don't know why she's having this issue. And her friend, of course, advises her like, bro, you can tell him to leave. What are you doing? Effort to thwart Sully's advances towards Chloe, who we talked about earlier. Cal ventures out alone in the woods to find them because she's on another scavenger hunt team with Sully. And Sully's been making googly eyes at her this whole time. But he also gets caught in a rope trap. Sully ends up coming upon him, says he's unable to free him. This is a multi-man job and he needs to go back to get help. But then homeboy just completely forgets or chooses to forget. Yeah. And leaves Cal hanging out there until like the middle of the night when Chloe's asking where the hell her boyfriend is. Mm -hmm. They find him still dangling upside down. First, Chloe thinks he's dead. So she walks up and kisses him and then he wakes up and it's all good. So he's still alive. He didn't get decapitated like the reverend. Rest in peace, Reverend. Trying to keep the peace between Shane and JD, which is Henry's younger brother, who's having a very hard time with the fact that their parents are dead. I didn't catch how their parents have died. They got dead parents, so... Dead parents. Check. Bingo. Creepy bingo card. (laughs) Henry actually extends an invitation to both Jimmy and Shane to attend their beach party that evening. However, this truce is short-lived when Henry arrives back at his room to discover a deer's head in his bathtub. So you see him busting out all the cleaning supplies, cleaning it up himself. Which he did it quite quickly. I don't know. It's just really weird how he reacted. Yeah, his main priority was get this cleared up before Trish comes back and finds it. Which I guess makes sense whenever you're dealing with... She's not a bridezilla. She's just very high strung. I think she's high maintenance too. Just because she comes from... money. So there's no way she'd be staying in that room. No. Also, I would just like to point out that Henry's brother, JD, is also like white trash goth. Extremely. (laughs) Terrible tattoos all around this island. Yeah. Not done by Tia at Infinium Studios. (laughs) At some point, 
after the weird interaction between Kelly and Abby, Kelly basically asks if she can just stay with Abby. After Okay, so the weird interaction between Abby and Kelly was Kelly asking if she could come to LA and stay with Abby. She comes up in the woods behind Abby and asks. She's put Abby on the spot and then she's like, you know what? Never mind, forget about it. And she walks off. Well, Abby goes over to Kelly's house and tells her that it would absolutely be okay. She understands where Kelly's coming from, that Kelly wants to live somewhere where people don't stare at her like she's the daughter of a victim mm-hmm. and she can come stay with her in, in her studio yeah and then she leaves while she's there she notices jd is there yeah yeah and he's walking around shirtless looking like a hillbilly can just trotting through <laughs> yeah <I've, laughs> i don't know how long before that imagery will leave my brain but won't be soon enough. So yeah, so she clocks out of there and Kelly goes on to tell JD that she's just got the best news, that today's going to be the best day ever and that he's never going to forget it and she's never going to forget it and they have sex because she's so excited that she gets to go to LA. And then later that evening, Nikki arrives at Kelly's house to pick her up for the beach party, but then finds her dead hanging from her rafters. Nikki does what she what she's supposed to do and calls the police. Without fucking with the body. Yeah, didn't touch it, didn't Good mess for with anything. Her. She didn't touch shit except for the doorknob. I'm so proud of her. Nikki's the only one with a fucking brain. I couldn't have reached the rafters, to be honest. But you know, like someone panics, like tries to like run up there and like cut her down or something. Yeah. You know? Shane arrives at the party and gets punched immediately by Henry for the deer in the <laughs> bathtub quote prank. During this altercation, Lucy, another blonde girl at this event, dog scampers off into the woods. And uh, look, Gigi. I wouldn't even call that a dog. I would call it like an overgrown rat. Oh, Gigi's fluffy though. <laughs> Ew, no. She's fuzzy. Fuzzy, not floofy. She's very wiry and like frizzy. She's like a teacup poodle or something. Yeah, she's ugly as shit. Uh, She jumps out of Lucy's arms. Mr. Wellington makes a comment about this in episode five of, I don't think that dog even knows how to walk because Lucy's (laughs) carrying this dog everywhere. Yeah. But she scampers off into the woods and Lucy panics because she goes everywhere with this dog. So she runs after her. She falls into this big pit Mm -hmm. as she's screaming for help. A murderer comes up and douses her in fire and lights that bitch up. (laughs) It was pretty, pretty good. So yes, notable deaths this episode. Reverend Fame, Kelly Seaver, and Lucy, not going to pronounce her last name. In this episode, there was a scene where Henry and Trish were tasting wedding cakes seductively and like putting frosting on each other and like blah, blah, blah. And they're in the kitchen of the Candlewick. And Frank, there's a quote here. Are they fucking in the kitchen that is not sanitary that is not sanitary there's gonna be a pubic hair in something put a hair net on <laughs> top and bottom we'll be right back after a quick break hello yet again and welcome to the insanely dangerous retro pod show size doesn't matter it's what you do with it yes well i mean I, i'm off now because i've got to go and scream absolutely garbage poorly sure it's somebody I don't really give a fuck about. He did kick me off the arse! <laughs> nice, nice argument there. Oh, shut up. Shut up, you Oh, there's a finger. I, I almost urinated. Tune in next week because I just can't stop loving you guys. It's the Batman jeans. No more Andy Hinchcliffe. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't Episode three, Kablam! Why was this one called? Oh, that's why it's called Kablam. I just remembered. (laughs) 
So Sheriff Mills actually informs Abby, his daughter. They ran into each other at some point on the island. It was awkward. They were like, hi, dad. And he was like, hello, daughter that I haven't seen in seven years that I sent away because her, my wife got strung up in a tree like a goddamn ornament at Christmas. Do you want to tell How the people are you? who her father is? Oh, her father is actually Bobby Singer from Supernatural. Supernatural and Hannah McKay's dad from Dexter. Yes. He alerts Abby that Kelly committed suicide, but she refuses to believe it and says that there's no way because she said that she was going to come be with her in LA and she was super excited. There's no way she would have killed herself. When Abby ends up going to break the news of her death to JD because she knew that they were being intimate, he does not react. Just stone cold motherfucker. Leaving Abby concerned and suspicious because he was the last person with Kelly on the night that she died. When Shane hears the news of Kelly's death, he immediately suspects JD because he just hates JD. He ends up running him down on this back road where JD is walking with headphones in because brilliant idea. Mm. Walk in the woods alone with headphones in. Don't do that. Spoiler. Runs him down in his pickup, abducts him, and then takes him back to his fucking redneck shack <laughs> to hang him up with the rest of his Trump 2024 flags. <laughs> Meanwhile, Henry discovers that Trisha's ex-boyfriend Hunter is on the island and is staying in a nearby hotel in town unbeknownst to him and he's super sus and he ends up forging hunter's signature and henry sends trish a note that says to meet him in the room at the candlewick in to see how trish will react trish starts to approach the door at the hotel room but she hesitates and then leaves which inside the hotel room we see that henry smiles to himself because trish has chosen him over hunter which is sneaky motherfucker i still have an issue with this plot because she went there to begin with which means she is starting to have a second thought. If she never showed up, that'd be the true sign that she wants Henry over Hunter. Well, I mean, she thought about it and then she didn't. So, I mean... Better than nothing. That could have been anyone walking down the hallway. He wouldn't really know. Right, but we know it was Trish because we could see her. We know that, but Henry might not know that. Yeah, but I don't like I that she still saying. walked down the hall. I mean, she thought about it. Well, I mean, there was that instance where she was trying on lingerie for the wedding night. We didn't really touch on this, but Hunter busted into the fucking dressing room while she was in her underpants. Also a complaint about that. Why would a lingerie store have a curtain? For the try-on door. Yeah, I feel like you would have an actual door. <laughs> that locked. Also, why is there a lingerie store on this island? <laughs> I don't like that she thought about it long enough to even yeah. approach. Because she she had her hand hovering over the doorknob too. It's scary getting married. Commitment issues. I don't know. Moving on. She chose not to go in. And that's the important part to Henry. So that's all that matters. So knowing of the bad blood between Shane and JD... Abby goes to Shane's house and actually finds JD held captive in his barn. In Shane's barn. With all of his Trump 2024 flags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Considering <laughs> when this show was filmed, he was really looking to the future. <laughs> yeah, he was. Abby tries to persuade the crazed Shane that Kelly died not by suicide, but was actually murdered at the hands of J John Wakefield. Sheriff Mills comes up on them and he saves Abby and JD and then arrests Shane. Which good, because Shane's a loon. Yeah. At that evening at dinner, Trish and Henry present a loving unified front to her father at this sign that he has officially lost trish to henry hunter blackmails mr wellington he promises not to tell trish that her father brought him there to break up the engagement if mr
Mr. Wellington will pay him $50,000. Mr. Wellington agrees, and Hunter leaves the island with his money. On his speedboat. <laughs> As he sails away from Harper's Island, he hears something kind of rattling in the boat, and then the boat stops. And he's looking around, and he's got a big, big duffel bag full of cash, and he's trying to figure out why the- Duffel bag? Isn't that Marty's cash? I thought so. So how the hell did he get that? Mm. Maybe I missed it, but I did not know how he came to have that cash. Yeah, because he had the ch- uh, the check from- And the gun yeah. that comes into play later. Yeah. I don't know how that ended up on that boat. It didn't dawn on me until we mentioned at the top right. about him bringing the money and the gun with him. I completely mm-hmm. forgot. I was confused when we were watching it of where the fuck did the cash come from? Because there's not an ATM on this island. <laughs> For $250,000. Yeah, that could do that. No, there's no way. I mean, that dude's lucky. He's lucky he can get a 20 out of the ATM. <laughs> You're lucky if there is an ATM. That doesn't just print out IOU slips. At the bar. (laughs) One free shot. (laughs) With purchase of beer. (laughs) I can see that. (laughs) One free shot with purchase of beer. Things have stopped in the boat. We got way off there. So yeah, the boat stops. He's looking around in the boat to try and figure out what it is. And then he hears something rattling and he goes to the back and he opens, what would you call that area? He opens that hatch, but I don't know what that is. It's like a storage area or sometimes you can kind of see like a motor down in there, I think. So he was probably checking to see if there was a paddle or something wrong with the motor. So it, it made logical sense why he would look there. Yeah, it's some compartment on the boat and it's like under the back seat so as he opens it (laughs) there's this fucking shotgun and as he looks down at it actually as the boat stops you go wonder who's gonna be next i was like this fucker's gonna go i was like this boat's gonna explode this boat's gonna i was so certain this boat Uh was gonna explode you were then he opens this compartment door and there's a shotgun that's rigged to go and it i mean of course it shoots him right in the gut and he just splatters everywhere like a dropped (laughs) plate of spaghetti and i (laughs) Uh, had the most <laughs> insane reaction and Frank can actually jump ahead and drop that here since we're talking about it. This thing's gonna fucking explode. Nah! <laughs> <laughs> Ain't it just the best? <laughs> I am so glad you got a joy out of that. That is the fucking dumbest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Dear Christ, Thanks. it was so funny. Thank you, Frank. It was. I got the most joy out of that. You laughed for a good five minutes. Just hard. My stomach, laughter. like it felt like I had actually like done an ab workout for a minute because I felt <laughs> sore in the abdominals. I laughed a lot. It was it was a good time. Yeah, definitely. Well, okay, notable deaths. The only person who died in this one was Hunter Jennings, which I meant to say episode two was a fucking killer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was crazy. Anyways, only death in this one was Hunter, which good riddance. Don't have to look at your face. Goodbye. Uh, There are some quotes. When they're doing the autopsy on Kelly, the doctor notices that there's something weird going on with her eyes. They're red, like beet blood red. And so he takes- I was going to say the entirety of her eye is red. It isn't like she's like bloodshot. They're like filled with like a red gel almost. They are- filled and so he takes and inserts a needle oh what's he's taking her headphones off needle into the (laughs) eyeball and frank there is a quote here nope tapped out she tapped out old man's cooter got severed off (laughs) and you have a problem with a needle in an eyeball and this is a girl who used to wear contacts i'm okay with touching my eyeball that was a goddamn needle get fucked 
Frank, there's a quote here. <laughs> no, no, my bad. I just stumbled into the wrong murder house. I'll, I'll be. Oh fuck! I was up. sleepwalking. Where the fuck am I? Ha ha ha! We're so funny. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> yeah, I say just highlight reel it. It's fine. This show. Yeah, doesn't if make it's sense funny, either. great. If it doesn't, sorry. This like, got cut anyway. If it didn't work, true. Episode four. Bang. Driving into town, Jimmy and Abby end up reminiscing, begin to rekindle their relationship where they left off seven years ago. When her dad. Uh. When her dad. Sorry. When her dad. (laughs) (laughs) When her dad sent her off to LA so she wouldn't get dicked down by Jimmy, but also because her mom was hanging from a tree. I don't know what that was. I'm so sorry. So once in town, Abby ends up visiting the local newspaper, Harper's Globe, which why wouldn't they just call it a gazette? Like, why is there a globe? It's an island to pick up a picture of Henry as a wedding gift. She's putting together a scrapbook for Trish and Henry. Little bits and pieces of them from when they were on the island as kids, basically, and how they met. So while waiting for her requested piece to come back, Abby makes an unsettled discovery of old editions featuring stories about Wakefield murders. Robin Matthews, who is running the office there at Harper's Globe, tells her that someone was inquiring about them, but the person never came to pick them up and she wasn't there when the phone call came in. So she doesn't know an exact name. She ends up walking outside, which Robin looks at her. There's a lot of people staring at people menacingly in this show. Mm -hmm. Robin's staring at Abby menacingly as she walks outside and she is just thinking about those disturbing articles about her mom and Wakefield and almost gets hit by the town local, what would you call her, psychic? I don't know if she's a local, but she's been hired to do the bachelorette party. Yeah. She almost gets hit by her and ends up dropping the scrapbook into a puddle, which, God, that would really suck. Mm -hmm. And we see earlier, I think, that Shay, who is Trisha's sister, we haven't really mentioned her, Trisha's sister Shay, her husband... Richard? Sounds right. He's a dick. Sure. And then they have a daughter, Madison, who is a little girl. She's going to be the flower girl. And she's weird as shit. (laughs) That comes in later. (laughs) We will get to this weird little bitch. She's been weird the whole way through, but... She has. She's always, like, muttering to herself, one by one, one by one. And she stares at them while they're sleeping. Oh, and then she's like, mommy, I see dead people. Can't trust a girl named Madison. Damn fucking straight. The day of the bachelor slash bachelorette parties has arrived. And the boys end up taking Henry out fishing because that's what he loves to do. And Henry and his groomsmen and their blow-up sex doll come across Hunter's boat and they discover his body. It looks like a plate of spaghetti has gone off in there. And they end up finding the money. One of his groomsmen is trying to pitch his beer company to the Wellingtons to fund it because he's out of money. And they deny him. So immediately he sees this money and he says, this is my way out. We're taking the money. And basically forces everyone's hand by shooting a hole through the boat and taking the money. Sinking the boat. Now, Frank, there was a quote while Sideburn's tub master over here was trying to pitch to the Wellingtons. I see you've done your homework, but you haven't gone to see a barber. Got it. This guy isn't ready for Shark Tank. This is like whale tub. Was that a fat show? No, I was just no shark tank. Are you calling him fat? Fine, anchovy tub. 
thanks, Frank. So then Malcolm, Sideburns Tubmaster is Malcolm for clarification. So then they end up returning to the Candlewick and smuggle the money into their room and agree to conceal the $250,000 that they misappropriated in the woods and deal with it after the wedding. Yeah, they were worried that the bad men who did this to Hunter would come looking for this money. So they're like... So one goof we pointed out was in the previous episode when Hunter got shot, the storage container was open, of course, because he had to pull it open and the gun shot. And we get a shot of the shotgun after it's fired and killed Hunter. But in this, it has been completely closed. They don't know what happened to Hunter. They think it was a drug thing because none of the boys know who Hunter is. Only Henry would have recognized Hunter. Mm -hmm. I guess because his head was blown off, he didn't recognize him. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. They send Booth out to bury the money. Booth is the only one who's out here being like, oh my God, we can't, what do we, <laughs> like, and they pick him. Mm-hmm. I knew they drew straws, but still, like, I'd be like, let's do that again. So yeah, two armed men in suits come by the bar at the end, and that's what leads the groomsmen to decide to hide it. Mm-hmm. Booth goes out to the woods, as you just said, to go bury the money. After he leaves, it's revealed that the two men in suits are bouncers for the stripper that <laughs> Sully had hired. And Malcolm or Sideburns runs out to go follow him to tell him like oh no it's fine like it's fine like you don't need to go bury the money everything's cool and it was funny because even as he's approaching like the woods you go uh guess who's gonna die next like he's walking into the woods alone and I was like yeah this is gonna go and he did but not in the way we thought he was going to no he's holding the gun and he accidentally shoots himself in the leg because he was scared by Malcolm yeah but the way the camera work is done you only see waist up the two men are looking at one another over I don't know probably a 10 foot gap 10 to 15 foot gap mm-hmm. sideburns goes I've been shot and he looks down he goes no I haven't I'm fine and then he realizes that Booth accidentally shot himself so he he's like no I can't it do- I couldn't have it doesn't hurt and then he drops and it's a whole mm-hmm. thing and sideburns or Malcolm runs over and tries to stop the bleeding but he can't Booth dies out or bleeds out and dies dies out he just dies out like a light bulb <laughs> I guess Malcolm just fucking buried him in the woods yeah. And just tells him that he'll never let him be blamed for anything ever again. And he's going to give his share of the money to his mother. Yeah. And ends up taking the money. Yeah. Yeah. He runs back to his room, hides the bag of money, and then lies to the rest of the guys about seeing Booth. Which he was wearing the same clothes, I think. If he got blood all over him from trying to stem a thigh, like, artery, Mm -hmm. no. It'd be all over his hands. It'd be fucking everywhere. Trish has an afternoon tea planned for her bachelorette party. It's ruined when she realizes that her mother's china has been vandalized. Now, Trish also has a dead mother. So many dead parents on this place. Yeah, no one's got a parent. Uh, Trish is about to be real lonely here in the next episode. (laughs) So yeah, her mother's china has been vandalized. (laughs) So Shay, I guess, thinks Madison may have broken the tea set because, again, really weird kid. So she sends Abby to go look for her. Abby finds Madison kneeling on the floor looking at a tarot card. And she looks over her shoulder at her and she says that someone's going to die or the one by one thing again. Abby asks how she knows this or who told her this. And she said the spirits told her. Frank, there's a quote. Burn that child. Thanks. (laughs) After this, at the bachelorette party, the tarot reader warns Abby that she must leave the island. This really freaks Abby out. She goes back to Jimmy's house and stays the night there. Within this party, Trish receives a reading that says her betrayer will be her savior. I guess she stumbles across them that her brother in law and her yeah, she sees them that her stepmother and her brother in law are having an affair. Mm-hmm. 
So she immediately knows who the betrayer is, just mm. about. So upset about the loss of her mother's china, a drunk Trish is walking next to the hotel swimming pool and falls in and becomes trapped when the pool cover closes. Trish loses consciousness and begins to drown, but her brother-in-law, Richard, that is his name, mm-hmm. arrives and rescues her, which earns this quote here, Frank. Her betrayer will also be her savior. Suck a dick. I would just like to say Madison Weird Girl made a side remark earlier about how grandpa looks at daddy, which grandpa is Mr. Wellington and then daddy is Richard. And then we, we hear this after the affair has been discovered by Trish because Trish is talking to Madison, I think. At some point they talk about this and i just thought it was really weird why they would mention that when in the next episode grandpa slash mr wellington doesn't know what prompts her to say this is something about you could be nice to someone but the way you look at them like tells everything yeah it tells everything or something gotcha you can be nice to someone and still not like them or something gotcha. episode five thwack so it's the day before the wedding dun 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 tris stresses out over all the things that still need to be done and henry tells trish you know just take the morning off go spend time with your dad go on a bike ride and i'll handle all the final preparations at least for an hour take an hour off henry is immediately overwhelmed with all the wedding details and when he goes to the church to figure out why the reverend hasn't been picking up and start prepping it he finds a decaying animal carcass on the altar and i believe he ended up calling the sheriff the sheriff has shown up at some point for some reason to help him with this decaying animal now earlier to preface this part, we see JD and Madison form a friendship where they end up setting off firecrackers to play tricks on people around the inn. Of course, Henry sees them run off and says, okay, yeah, it's definitely JD. And JD, let me again preface this, he is not a child. He is like a 40-something looking year old man. <laughs> Moving on. But at this dead animal carcass, while he's cleaning it up, right after he finds a firecracker, a used firecracker, and immediately thinks it's JD. So after he deduces that JD is irresponsible, Henry ends up confronting him and tells him that he never wants to see him again. JD then foreshadows that he has one more surprise up his sleeve for Henry and then storms off, of course, because reasons. Meanwhile, Sheriff Mills and his deputies, which is probably why he's at the church and finds this carcass and everything, investigate the disappearance of Reverend Fane. At his home, they find unopened mail, unheard voice messages showing that he has not been home in some time. Their search ends when they dredge up his dismembered body from the water by fishing line. At the same time, Abby visits her father's house. She's been invited over by him. She goes ahead and takes him up on the offer, but when she gets there, he's not there because he's looking into Reverend Fane. Like something very urgent has come up and she's not able to reach him. So she goes on into his house and she finds out that there are just newspaper articles on newspaper articles about John Wakefield. And she looks them over and reasons that the sheriff for some reason even though he's supposed to have killed him thinks that wakefield is still alive or that there's a copycat on the loose there are notes about copycat killing question mark and another wakefield question mark things of that nature photos and it's just really disturbing she also finds out that actually her father and jimmy earlier have become quite close friends which is kind of fun 
and she's really stunned. So on a bike ride in the woods, as I mentioned, I guess, two weeks ago that I don't really love doing, and this just solidified my <laughs> dislike for it, Trish and her father, Mr. Wellington, trip a swinging log booby trap that knocks them off their bikes, and they start walking back towards the Candlewick Inn, trying to tough out their injuries. Yeah, freaking even Trish's Motorola razor has been snapped in half. <laughs> So they can't even yeah. call for help. Her pink Motorola razor. So they come across a figure in the woods and start yelling out for help. And in response, this guy fucking releases a psychotic German shepherd on them. They evade the dog. They end up hiding out. And it kind of looked like an abandoned shell from a pickup truck. So they waited out for a while. And then fucking Mr. Wellington gets this broken glass bottle and he busts out the the back of this thing and he struggles with the dog and then he kills it. <laughs> At this point, you're like, nothing has died yet. And I was like, except for that dog. <laughs> <laughs> Rip. They escape and they make their way back to the Candlewick Inn. The wedding rehearsal begins and at the altar, Henry is standing with Trish and Mr. Wellington. Abby is asked to turn off the lights and as she does a head spade that's been inserted into the chandelier above, Henry, Trish, and Thomas, Mr. Wellington, drops from the fixture and pierces Wellington's skull. And there's a... <laughs> there's a quote here about it, Frank. Grampy! <laughs> Grandpa down! <laughs> Grandpa down! Yeah, that was brutal. I'm going to be honest, the first time, did you see it coming that he was going to be the one to die? Yeah, he got too okay. close to death too many times in this episode. Oh, okay. All right. Because just, just honestly, checking. I thought when he went out to go kill the dog, I thought the dog was going to get him then, like they were going to kill each other. Uh, yeah. And then he just like walked off like everything was fine. I was like, he was just like, ah. <laughs> you were too lucky here, dog. That was, a, or man, that was a big ass dog. <laughs> the dog was not lucky here, dog. <laughs> I was calling him dog as in D-A-W-G, like it's going to be a no from me, dog. And then I realized in this situation, the man actually killed a dog. And I was like, man, that's going to get confusing. <laughs> Frank, keep that in. Please, please, Frank. First five episodes. Now, I know you said it was slow. Yeah, like, I still don't... It's the day before the wedding, and we still have eight more episodes to go. A lot is about to fucking kick off. It's gonna take eight episodes to tell a day. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, it's being really drawn out. Well, I mean, okay, at this point, her father is dead. Do you think the wedding is really gonna go on? No, I'm just saying the... Oh, God, I don't fucking... I hope not. I'm just saying, like, the timeline has... You'll see. You'll see. Going back, I liked watching this. I'll, I actually fully bought this on its own. And I don't regret it. I will go probably go back and watch it again later. I really love this series. I don't know why. I can't explain it. It's so cheesy, but it's so good. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll never watch it again. You haven't finished it yet. <laughs> no, I could. I, I know. I know. <laughs> you just know. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. It's funny. Yeah. I'm watching it to take the piss out of it. Exactly. I feel like it's one of those you need to watch with friends and with a beverage or a joint and just be like, this boat's gonna explode. This boat's gonna- The boat did not explode! <laughs> Which is what I've been doing. So, you need to get on this train here. <laughs> Why well, get paid tomorrow, so- Get get on this liquor train with me, boss. I yeah. should've left some shots with you when I came over to your house. So, what would you rate this stint? A negative two. <laughs> no, I'll give it a two out of five. Okay, could be worse. I would give it a solid, like, four out of five. No. That's the beauty of this show, though, is our taste in- media is so drastically different. I'm hoping your opinion will change as we go on. I feel like I'm very particular about my media, you're very particular about your media, and sometimes we overlap. Like mm -hmm. Backstrom. Dexter. Like Dexter. Yes, exactly. Which is maybe why we're we should, friends. Maybe we should just stick to crime. <laughs> 
<laughs> we both love crime. Not actually audacity. Not real murder. Not real crime audacity. <laughs> so. so this past weekend, we had a pretty fun gathering. Yeah, we decided to save a little bit of story time for you guys at the end of the episode to wind down on. We, as a joke in I think what will be last week's episode, said that by the time that you've heard this, we've already had the party and it was fun and fun was had by all. So yeah, I just wanted to fully update now that we are on this side of the party. We did have a fun time. We did. It was a really good time. Good friends, good food, good drinks. Good time. Do you like your pork chop? I didn't have my pork chop. I only oh, choked down a brat. brat. I was going to get a pork chop, but then I saw the cheese coming out of the brat and I was like, oh, that's going to fuck me up later. Better eat that. <laughs> there was one question while we were playing Gaspionage mm-hmm. um, that pertains to this episode as far as undergarments. So the point of Gaspionage, for those who haven't played that particular game within the Jackbox Party uh, pack, is they give you a a question and you kind of have to guess the statistic, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the room has to vote on if they think the statistic is higher, much higher, lower, or much lower than what the person guessed. It's kind of like if Family Feud and The Price is Right fucked. Because you've got the Family Feud thing of how many points it's worth on the survey so like 76 mm-hmm. percent, etc but then you have the prices right where you have to guess it and get yeah, the clo- be the closest to it yeah. yeah higher or lower so yeah it's really odd yeah uh but. and the person who uh actually hosts or voices the game is going to be potentially well, yeah it will eventually be a guest on, on this show spoiler um which is very Aww exciting to me so yeah the question that you ended up getting in this game was how many people have bought sexy underwear for for someone else Uh and i pose does this question mean they they bought it to wear for someone else or they bought it for someone else to wear and obviously I, i was very quickly shouted at from everyone in the room it means for someone else to wear and you guessed 75 percent okay i feel like that's a pretty normal like literally everyone that I've talked to, this has been a thing. That they've bought a bra and panties for someone else to wear. Or, or like, went, yeah, that they've bought, yes, yes. And it was way lower. I don't remember what the actual It was like 23%, was. which I was yeah. like, bro, we need to talk yeah, about this. I had, so me and Brian, and then we had six guests. So there was eight of us in the room. And I, I looked at you after you said 75%. And I said, that would be six of us in this room right here. And you looked around and you're like, yep. And I was like, mm. And to drop it to 25%, that makes two, which I do feel like makes more sense. But my thing is, is I feel like it's a very average thing to do. It's a very non-confrontational, sexy thing, quote unquote, to do. I don't know. I've been thinking about it. I feel like I would be put on the spot because I did have a boyfriend who like tried to buy things for me. Like I think my very first boyfriend and it was just, I felt very uncomfortable by him buying me that because I went, am I not attract? Like, am I, you know, am I not enough in the way I am? Like it was... I was 18 and very insecure. Yes. See, my thing is I'll tell you my size. I'll tell you where to look. I'll tell you what I want. I will tell you the price of it. And I will tell you to walk your ass in there and get it for me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying I see both sides of the coin. Like, I, think I guess so. If my husband did it now, it'd be a different thing. But at 18, it set me off the rails. See, I've always been a fan of that. Yeah. 
also the thing of it is, is if I don't have a preference, if they're not wanting something to buy me something that I want, mm-hmm. to me, there's something extremely sexy, which this is off the topic of this show, but you know, whatever, sex talk with Sly, let's go. There's something extremely sexy, like this thing I might not have thought of, like, let's say, hypothetically, corsets, mm-hmm. right? So for some reason, like this person, while they're looking at things, they're like, God, she would look so fucking hot in a corset but I hadn't thought about it and they come home with it and they're not changing you and who you are it's just an addition like a bow on a present you know what I'm saying it's just that extra little something to put them over the edge and there's something so hot about that yeah so yeah I just I mean I see both sides of the statistics yeah I just feel like every person like it's there's nothing nicer than having like come home and someone's bought you fancy lingerie and yeah. I don't know I, they've put thought into you intimately they've been thinking about you intimately they think you would look super hot in this mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like you're on their brain yeah to wrap up and say that a good time was had by all and to the next party. yes to the next party so if you had to guess right now what group who or what is behind what's going on on the island at this point in time oh I've got no clue. you have no idea who it is no, because when we first started watching, my first guess was that it was Marty. And Marty was the first one to fuck... Well, Ben was the first one to go, but Marty was the first one to go that you actually got to interact with. Yes. I thought it was certainly Marty, and then he died right away, and I was like, well, fuck that. And I've got no guess. No guess. No. Right. You have tools to put together who it is. Or sure, what, but I haven't put that much... What, gotcha. You're like, you think I think about this show. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I'm like... Ah. I even... T- I even told you yesterday of like, oh, I'm going to get the notes together. And I didn't put the quotes until right before we recorded because as soon as we hit stop record, I'm like, all right, what can I do now that with my actual, with like my time? I ended up playing Raft for a few hours last God, night. God, you are such a butthole. <laughs> and that's what I did Tuesday night was play Raft too, so. So yeah, if you like what you heard, you can follow us on Bitchwatch pod on instagram and twitter and you can follow me on instagram at bean.butrito you can follow me on instagram at bean.butrito if you want to follow me on twitter drop the dot witsy where are you at i am at witsy12 on instagram w-h-i-t-z-y 12 and then ec underscore witsy on twitter so yeah if you liked what you heard you can give us a five star rating and a lovely little review on apple podcast so yeah just remember to make some good fucking choices don't go to creepy murder islands or don't and be smart about it don't walk around in the woods alone don't walk around the woods with headphones alone you know just be smart yeah yeah be smart about it (laughs) okay bye bye two bitches yeah two bitches two bitches just watching tv (laughs) bitch